Rick, we'll start with you. What'd you get out of this and anything stand out to you from Genesis chapters 21 through 30? All right, I'll just start out with one because there's a lot happening in these chapters here, so we'll give everybody freedom of stuff to bring up. The one I always, I love to get more information on. You know mm-hmm. how like, sometimes you'll be reading and you get like a paragraph and then really it's like God gives you the rest of that. Like, you have to fill in the story yourself. The story in it's chapter two, it's Genesis chapter 25. And the only note that I wrote down here regarding it is what was up with the soup, the birthright and Esau. <laughs> Esau, he despised his birthright so much so that he was willing to give it up for a bowl of soup. Must be good soup. That, that's, what the, that's the first <laughs> joke that Joe always makes. Like, man, that soup must have been something. And But he also talks about like, man, if I, if I don't have this bowl of soup, I'm going to die anyways. So I think he's, he makes some comment about that. So I guess I'm always, in my own imagination, I'm like, okay, how much of this is him exaggerating? How much of this is the actual truth? And was he just so lazy or thought so little of his birthright? He was like, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm, mm-hmm. You're not really going to, and maybe it wasn't true con- in his mind, it wasn't a true contract. Like, I'm just saying this to my brother. Yeah. He's not really going to call call me and say, you gave me a birthright over a bowl of soup. Who knows? But that story just bl- always makes me stop and think like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. That it is. It's it's used. I mean, I've heard it used in sermons and stuff as an example of uh, going for immediate pleasure over long term. What's best for you, right? Right. Which is which is a struggle for all of us, all the way down to the daily disciplines of: Am I going to go to the gym this morning, or am I going to enjoy Krispy Kreme donut? Right. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's not a choice. <laughs> He's like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> but the ramifications of this particular story are are much more. So uh, this stew must have been pretty amazing, like you say, this this bowl of soup. In fact, it'd be interesting to have a commercial, right? It'd be something if uh, it was an Allstate that came out with the Mayhem commercial a few years ago where they're showing yeah. the history of the world. It's mm-hmm. very theologically correct that the depravity yeah. of man has ruined so much through the world. And I think they even had a biblical reference in there or two, I can see maybe Campbell's or somebody doing a soup thing here with, you know, you'd sell your birthright for it's a that bowl good. of our soup. <laughs> yeah. What would you do for a lentil soup? <laughs> What's really interesting, though, is Jacob, verse 31, uh, he's the one that comes up with the idea. Almost like he was waiting. He's waiting for he's an a, opportunity to get that birthright. birthright. It's pretty sneaky. Yes. So, why? I mean... It is strange, and I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I have the answers for you on that. Well, I, I but, don't think we. It's not there in the scripture, right? right? I so mean, that I, that's why I get to have fun in my own brain, trying to be like, if I were having to shoot this mm-hmm. and make a show of it, I wouldn't just do these verses. I'd have to fill in, you know, the flavor. And it's like, now what's the flavor? What do I get to do? And that, I'm curious about what if you guys had ever thought about it. Yeah, well, well if your brother was dying, he was so hungry, would you not just give him some soup? I mean, you know. That's where the sibling rivalry is so That's great. where yeah. the the quality of Jacob, you know, this mm-hmm. whole time, I, in the, a lot of the this whole uh, series of, of chapters, I'm trying to figure out, if, and through my life I've weighed this, is Jacob a good guy or a bad guy? Yes. I'm not totally sure what mm-hmm. he was. And um, um, even when he, of course, you know, I love the story of um, um, Leah and Rachel. Right. I mean, talk about some trickery. Uh, yeah. This Rachel must have been a looker. I can tell you that for sure. But he mm-hmm. works for seven years for Rachel. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and, it, and, and it then he gets tricked. Just a few days. It's a good point for not getting, not drinking in your life because he gets drunk and <laughs> right, and he gets tricked and he wakes up with Leah, and he has to work seven more years for Rachel. Mm-hmm. So he works fourteen years for her. Right? Would you have worked fourteen years for Lacey? Oh, I'd work a lifetime for her. <laughs> There's only one right answer to that question. <laughs> Cue that up and let me hit it. <laughs> so Jacob, he's a conniver and a schemer, but then. Laban was obviously scheming on him. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man. Laban is like the, your prototypical villain in this whole thing. Just he really is. You, there's no doubt. Good guy, bad guy. This guy's a bad guy. He's just, But the name Jacob means deceiver. So he's being deceived. The deceiver's being deceived by Laban. Laban had observed him enough to know, I can get this guy drunk and fooling. So going back to your point about, you know, you, you and I both share a conviction that the wisest thing is no alcohol at all. Um, you know, I, I'm sure f- that's not the case for most Christians today. Most Christians today say, "Hey, a little bit is okay," and I can't exactly biblically uh, prove that they're wrong on that. Although I think a pretty strong case would be made for it. But uh, but he he observed him enough to know I can get this guy drunk on his wedding night and fool him and give him my other daughter, and he did it. So don't drink, kids. Or you might end up with the wrong wife. <laughs> there you go. It was for this passage that there was no alcohol at my wedding. Because I did not want to marry the wrong woman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Esau sells his birthright to Jacob. There's bad blood between these brothers. Oh, yeah. I'm an only child. I don't know what it's like so much. I don't know if you any of your brothers tangled a lot. or what Oh, yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> that he even has to ask the questions. Like, I don't know if you guys ever fought. <laughs> Right, you fight only every day. <laughs> okay, oh, even yeah. on the farm, we got all that land growing up. On oh the farm. yeah, I mean, I, I had two older brothers. There was five years between two groups, but you know, so I didn't fight as much. Oh, of course, the oldest brother, he, he was always trying to be dad and tell us. Still today, to this day, is trying to do that. But then my, I had a brother at thirteen months from me. Now we fought a lot. We we're very competitive. Wow. And, and, uh-huh. uh, uh, not so much now. We we get along really good. Your I mean, younger younger brother? Yeah. Thirteen months. Thirteen months. My little brother was born the day before my first birthday, so I was birthday. I wasn't even the baby of the family for a full year. Wow. Before he came in and ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he and I got into it a lot. So yeah, and we I, all have great relationships. Yeah, of course. We did a we did we did our share of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. Even some knockdown drag out fights. So you guys, when you read this section of scripture and you see this weaving through these chapters, this sibling rivalry oh, yeah. that is way out of hand. You can identify and in, in a way I I can't, obviously. But um not to that extent. I, yeah, right. I would say I'm thankful that it wasn't, you know, dad loves this guy more and mom yeah. loves this guy more. Like there yeah. was none of that for us. And That's even very with, unhealthy. with the you know, the twelve brothers with with um Joseph with is Joseph in the multicolored. Am I getting all? I get yeah. all the patriarchs mixed up. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, yeah, and there, there's not been any favoritism to that extent, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, actually, I don't know if there's been ever any favorite. We always joke around he, that the parents love the youngest one. That, that's I think that's <laughs> kind of the given. But yes, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that there's not that kind of favoritism among us. But in terms of sibling, sibling rivalry. Oh yeah, you're gonna especially. I would imagine it's even worse with the brothers because that's that is gonna go to blows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you see a lot of that in the Bible. I mean, you know, just like you said, Jacob then loved Jophus more than the others. And, and Jacob's mom loved 
Jacob more than Esau. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see that in regular life that much, but seen a lot. I think it's happened to other places, but my memory's not jumping to yeah, it. Yeah, right it seems like second. culturally it must have been acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I, I think, our culture, I think that'd be frowned upon. You're like, wait, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. I'm not sure the word of God really puts favor on that. I, I think, yeah. obviously, we'd, we'd aspire to something greater as parents. But one of the things that fascinates me about these two and, and the fact that Jacob was the chosen one by God over Esau is within Christianity, there's, there is, among men's groups and men's movement, this thing about being a manly man. And mm-hmm. you know, that means to be an outdoorsman. You go hunt, you shoot guns, all that, which I'm all in favor of. I, I love that stuff. But Jacob was not that guy. Esau was. Yeah. Esau was the manly man. Jacob, it says, liked to hang out in the tents. He was a, he was a mama's boy, which I think he'd be a mama's boy and an outdoorsman, man's man, right? But he was he wasn't all hairy like I mean. So you got these stereotypical man's man guy, and then you got the other guy that not so much. Mm-hmm. And that's the one God chose. Um, not that God favors that necessarily characteristic, but it is kind of fascinating how this is the guy, and he's a deceiver. You know, he runs away. He mm-hmm. these are the patriarchs of our faith. Abraham, we're seeing this guy in chapters twelve and through twenty. We we're already seeing he lied twice in those chapters we yeah. talked about last Demonstrating week. Demonstrating fear and having to lie about who his wife is. These guys are fallible men. Yeah, that gives us hope, right? Because we keep messing up in a lot of ways. Yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.